3: is something that happens in life, it happens in sports, and I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively.
0: This is where sports talk gets real.
3: That word, playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids.
0: And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs.
3: Hello everybody, I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, welcome to the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City, I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been on the radio for 27 years. The last 17 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our show is now being syndicated around the country in a variety of cities and look forward to doing this show with you every week. So talk about mindsets and attitudes and focus and sportsmanship and parents and coaches and winning and losing and all these types of topics. You know, every week I try to come up with something that I think will be of interest to our listeners and get into discussions about it. I've had the privilege of working with athletes all over the country as a sports psychologist. I've been the team psychologist, the Olympic team back in the 80s with professional teams, with college teams and numerous high school youth sports teams. I talk to them all the time about your mind and how you prepare and how you deal with success and failure and uh, authored a book with co-authored a book with uh, Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame pitcher Jeff Montgomery and USA Swimming Hall of Fame swim coach Pete Malone called Just Let Them Play, guiding parents, coaches, and athletes for youth sports. And we talk about a lot of things in our book about dealing with youth sports and how to make it fun, how to make it work. You know, everyone asks me, Doc, what's, what's the most important factor the biggest part of winning and losing success and failure. And I don't think there's one specific factor that plays a role. I think we're reflections of three things, our genetics, the way we're raised, and the environment we're in now. But perhaps the one big issue that probably does play a role in any athletic performance For that matter, anything we do is self-confidence. I always like to say there are four keys to success that I like to get into. Preparation, focus, attitude, and then confidence. Preparation, obviously, is about how you get ready. Focus is about how you concentrate. Attitude is about how you feel. And confidence is that belief, the belief that you can or can't do it. So how do you build confidence? How do you destroy it? I think a lot of that, is dependent on things we're taught as we grow up. And when it comes to the world of youth sports, a lot of that has to do with coaching parents and teammates. In our book, our third chapter is called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. And the reason that chapter is in there and the reason it's called that is because I feel we do not give kids the right message about failure. I see so many young people in my office who just can't be happy with screwing up at anything. I had a young lady in this past week who is a high school volleyball player, excellent player, is going to play in college. Her GPA is great, but she says, Dr. Jacobs, I'm just unhappy. I've got 95% in all my classes. They're not 100s. And I just looked at her and said, what is wrong with you? What's wrong? And she's in AP classes on top of it. Well, they're not 100%. I'm like, so what? I mean, 95s are great. There's nothing wrong in wanting to continue to get better. Her parents, quite frankly, are only concerned with her attitude and how she does. They think she's doing fabulously, as do I. But... Nonetheless, she feels, well, there are other people who are better than me, and I've got to be better than them if I want to get where I want to go. Was that a bad attitude? No. But where is the point where you can be happy with yourself and what you're doing, and where is the point where you can never be happy? And I think, to me, a lot of that comes back to the confidence issue. So I want to open up our phone lines early in the show. Normally, don't get many calls until the second part of the show. But I'd like to find out from you, if you are a coach, how do you build confidence in young athletes? If you're a parent, how do you get your son or daughter to build their confidence? How can they build it and, and sustain it over time? And what happens when they screw up and they fail? I'd like to get into this topic today because I think it's a big one. You know, we're coming down to the end of the year and people do a lot of self-reflection at the end of the year, set goals for the next year. And most people always talk to me about confidence, about how they need to build their confidence up, how it needs to get better. So I want to get into that today. Now, I'm a sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'd like to hear from you if you're a parent, if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, how have you built your confidence up? What have you done to develop it? If you're a coach, how do you get your kids that you coach to become more confident? If you're an athlete, how are you more confident? How do you deal with stressful situations, with anxiety, with pressure, with with failure? And how does that affect your confidence? If you're a parent, what do you say or do to help your kids become more confident in their, not just their sports life, but life in general? Because in the end, I think it comes back to that. It's that self-belief, that ability to believe in yourself what you can do, where you, what you what you're capable of, and how you're going to overcome these negatives. You know, all you have to do is turn on the morning news, turn on the evening news, turn on the afternoon news. And there's negativity everywhere. Our society is very stressed right now. There's so much anxiety and and angst going on that confidence to me becomes down it comes down to be one of the most important keys to getting through all these things. So if you are a coach, I'd like to hear from you. How do you build confidence in the athletes on your team? How do you build confidence in your team? You know, I heard a very prominent coach the other day, NCAA Division One coach, talk about, you know, our biggest problem is confidence. We don't have any. Well, they obviously have some because they're ranked in the top 10. But in his opinion, their confidence isn't coming out the way it should be. So what do you do to build the confidence in your team? How do you make it stronger? How do you get the athletes that you're coaching and working with to believe in themselves? I think a lot of it starts with dealing with failure, dealing with negativity, dealing with things when things don't go wrong when you're younger. Not being yelled at for screwing up, not being condescended for screwing up, but being coached. Have it discussed with you. Have it talked about. Here's why you made a mistake. Or here's the mistake you made. Why do you think you make it? Ask the athlete, what do you think you did wrong? Why did you do it wrong? And what do you think you have to do to correct it? Give them an opportunity to self-coach themselves, to, to express themselves. I think if you do that as a coach, you're doing them a great service because you're going to give them the opportunity to think about it. And then when the pressure's on, they'll find a way to overcome it. You know, to me, this whole issue of confidence is perhaps one of the most important, if not the most important component of, of not just sports, but life. So I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. What do you do to build the confidence in your athletes? What do you do when you have a young athlete, or maybe an older athlete for that matter, an experienced athlete, who's showing confidence issues? And how do you see a lack of confidence in an athlete. Is it their body language? Is it their demeanor? Is it the way they talk? Is it the way they act? What is it about confidence that becomes successful or failing? I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. I'd like to hear from you if you're an athlete. Here every week, bring up topics I wanna get into, and this is a good one, because it's the bottom line of what it all comes down to. If you're confident, you're gonna do better. If you're not confident, you're gonna doubt yourself. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
3: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello everybody, I am Sports Psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week we get into the psychological side of sports on this show. And I'd like to wish everybody a happy holidays. We're in the holiday season here. hope everybody's out enjoying their families and spending time together with everybody as you move into Christmas and New Year season. And... Wish everybody a safe travels wherever they may be going as well. I'm here every week, as I said, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic is this, self-confidence. And I'd like to get some discussions going, get some calls in here. If you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent, how do you build confidence? How do you destroy it? I said at the top of the show, I, I think perhaps of all the, words and topics I get into when I talk to athletes and parents and coaches, confidence, self-confidence is perhaps the most important one. It's something that is so easily knocked down, and sometimes it takes a long time to build up. And there's so many things that can happen that can knock confidence down. A negative statement from a teammate, a negative statement from a coach, a negative glance from a parent, failing, screwing up, making a mistake, getting booed, getting yelled at, getting insulted, getting degraded, feeling like you've let your teammates down, feeling like you let your parents down, feeling like you let your coach down, feeling like you've let yourself down. There's so many different ways that can happen. So I'd like to get into this discussion today and find out from you. Let's get some calls in here. If you're a coach how do you build the confidence in your athletes, in your team? What is it that you do to help them become more confident with themselves? And what do you do when you see an athlete on your team who, in your opinion, is lacking that confidence, lacking that ability, that belief in themselves? I'd like to hear from you. No one's called in yet today. Let's see if we can get some calls in here, get some discussion going about this. Because to me, if you play sports... And it doesn't matter if you're male or female, young or old, youth, high school, college professional, amateur, Olympian. Confidence in the end is what it all comes down to, I think. If you're confident, I think you have the ability to overcome that negativity, overcome that, that anxiety, that pressure, that stress to f- that failure brings along. What do you do if you're a coach and you have an athlete on your team who you can tell is lacking confidence? Give me some suggestions about what you would do as a coach. There are so many different factors that play a role in this. First of all, it's body language. You can tell if somebody's slumping their shoulders, they're hanging their head, they're frowning, they're looking down on the ground, say so they strike out and then they throw their bat or they they sulked it back to the dugout where you're playing basketball and you miss a shot and then you don't hustle back on defense. If you're playing tennis and you you lose a game, you hit a ball out and you'll have that body language and facial expression of negativity. It's so easy to see it as a coach. So what do you do when you have your athletes showing all that? I think that's one of the, the most challenging aspects of being a coach is being able to help your athletes overcome that. So to me, there are so many different ways you can do it. First of all, some coaches don't say anything. They try to let the athlete work through it themselves. Is that the way to do it? I think for some athletes it is. It gives them time to think about it. But then for some athletes, they need that reinforcement. They need that pat on the back. They need that positive statement. I think that's where your job as a coach, and I say it all the time, a good coach is a good psychologist. You've got to understand how to coach these young people. And to me, it all starts in youth sports, when you fail, when you screw up, about not being scared of it, not being afraid to do it again. A lot of the high school and collegiate athletes that I work with, and sometimes even professionals, have this fear of screwing up because they got yelled at when they were younger, they got condescended or insulted when they were younger athletes, and it really bothers them. And consequently, that helped, they held on to that and then as they get older, even though they were superior athletically, psychologically, they were scared. And there's that fear factor that comes in, fear of screwing up, fear of failing, fear of, of, of messing up. And for many athletes, this becomes a big, big problem. So confidence to me is developed when you're younger, and it's developed as a youngster by learning to not be scared, to screw up, to embrace it, to learn from it, to grow from it. If you're a coach, if you're an athlete, how do you deal with this? And let's go to our first call today. Let's see what Smokey has to say. Smokey, good morning. How are you? Hello? Hello? Yeah, you're on the air.
1: Yes, let me turn my radio off here. Okay. Yeah, I was listening to the radio and I was off talking to you. Yes, my name is Smokey Anderson. I'm from uh, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. I'm a professional, I've been a professional rodeo rider 40 years, and I pitch horseshoes for 20, and I've taught all events in rodeo, and I also taught a lot of people how to play horseshoes.
3: Well, then you probably know a little bit about this topic, Smoky. So tell me yes, what you think I about. Yes, I know.
1: I know. I uh, know what I do when uh, I do it. The first thing is you've got to, in order to have. Confidence, the teacher or the instructor has to reach down and tap into the person's good points. Don't talk about the bad negative points. Talk about the good points and what his desire is. And where he's at now?
3: So try sure, to teach them all the... Po- so what you're saying is teach them the positive things. Emphasize the yeah. positive things to them.
1: Right. You, you, first, if you're talking to a person that's lack of confidence, you've got to build them up and get them to believe in their self and have trust in the one that's teaching them. You can't... Uh, You can't teach somebody if they don't trust you and believe in you. So, you got it, they got to have confidence in themselves. They got to have confidence in the person that's giving them confidence. And then they got to see where they're at, where they can be, and if they work at it where they. They have a chance to fulfill their dreams.
3: Okay, Smokey, Smokey, I want you to hold on. We're going to go to a commercial break here. I want you to stay on the line with us, okay? You're going to okay. come You're going to come back. we come back from the commercial break, I want to talk with you about this, because you say you, you've been in a rodeo for 40 years. Right. Okay, so I'm sure there have been some times you got bucked off a horse. I, I want to find out how you got operations. back up. Right, well, I want to find out how you got back up. All right, you hold on here with us. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. We're talking about self-confidence this morning.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
3: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. Today's topic is about self-confidence, how you build it, how you destroy it. And we've got on the line an older gentleman named Smokey Anderson who says he rode rodeo for 40 years. Is that right, Smokey?
1: That is correct.
3: Okay. We're talking about confidence here, so let me ask you a question. How many times did you get bucked off a horse and get scared to get back up?
1: Many times.
3: And how'd you get back up?
1: Desire has to overpower the fear.
3: Okay. How do you do that? How does that I mean there you just hit you just hit the word on the head that I was hoping you'd say fear. You get thrown off a horse, that's not any fun. Plus, it's, you, can, you can get killed, as well as severely hurt. So how do you have the confidence and the desire to get back up after getting thrown?
1: You have to love it. Anybody that's in rodeo, they have to love it, because every time they get on a bull, they're facing death.
3: Well, I don't think many people are bull riders, Smokey, so... Somebody that does that has to have an ability to not be scared, correct? correct. Okay. Right. So there, there, it's almost like a fearlessness. Now, what would you say, before I let you go, what would you say to young, young people who lack confidence, who are scared, who are afraid, and whatever their sport might be? What would you say to them?
1: I would say look at their self. And then the instructor tell them to th- point out their good points and tell them how they can prove them good points. In other words, if you're not in shape, get in shape. If, you, if you're not concentrating on the right thing, concentrating on something else. Just like if a batter is going up to bat and if he goes to hit the ball and he gets in a slump, and he's got to figure out how, why he was in that slump and how he's going to get out of that slump. In order to get out of that slump, sometimes he has to try something else, just get out of that slump.
3: Smokey, let me ask you a question. How old are you?
1: Eighty-four years old, and I rode rodeo from 49 to, well, I went to the finals in the old times in Amarillo, Texas, when I was 50.
3: Well, sir, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for calling in. I think your advice is great. And I want to wish you a happy holiday season, and you take care of yourself.
1: Okay. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. God bless you.
3: Take care of yourself. Thank you for your call. Well, that was a very interesting call. I don't think I've ever had anybody who was a rodeo rider call this show before. But what he said, quite frankly, makes a lot of sense. Deal with the fear. Don't let the fear dominate you. All right, I'd like to open up our phone lines and get some more calls in here. If you're a coach, we're talking about building confidence. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Here every week every week on Sports Radio 810 WHB, our show syndicated around the country. We talk about these mental aspects of sports and so confidence today. If you have an athlete on your team who is lacking confidence or showing insecurity or fear or hesitation, what do you do as a coach to help them overcome that? I'd like to hear from you. have got a wide-open phone board. I want to hear from you. If you're a coach, you're a parent, you're an athlete. You've had a confidence issue. How do you overcome it? It starts internally. It starts with preparations, with a lack of fear and the ability to deal with that fear. You know, I don't care what your confidence issue could be. It could be in sport. It could be in music. It could be in the arts. It could be asking somebody out on a date applying for a job whatever it might be there's a strong connection with a lack of confidence with an increase in fear fear of what fear of failing a lot of people are afraid to succeed a lot of people have confidence issues because they're afraid well if i do well then everybody's going to tell tell me see i told you you could do that now do it again and do it better the next time that fear of success plays a big role in this all right, I want to hear from you if you're a coach and you have an athlete who has a confidence issue. What do you do to help them overcome it? It starts first and foremost with communicating. Our phone number here is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. If you have your son or daughter, you get in the car after a game, they're all upset about what they did and how they didn't perform What do you say to them as a parent? You know, I always tell people on the ride home, don't get into the game. Don't talk about it unless unless they want to talk about it. And if you do, try to smooth things over, wait till the emotions subside when you get home and then talk about it. Failure in sports is inevitable. I don't care what sport you play, how old you are, if you're male or female, you will screw up. How do you overcome that? How do you beat that? There are all kinds of negative things you can think about and those are the easiest things to pop in your head when you screw up, when you strike out or you drop the touchdown pass or you miss the free throw or you double fault or your false start, whatever it might be. It's going to happen because it happens all the time if you play a sport. So as a coach, what do you tell an athlete when there's a confidence issue? I think the first thing you do is you pull them aside Talk to them, take them somewhere private and talk to them. Say, let's talk. And one of the first things I, I think a coach shouldn't do is, is, is be angry at them for screwing up. I have so many athletes that I see who have had coaches when they were younger who would get angry at them for messing up. I have gymnastics coaches and dive, uh, gymnasts and divers specifically who will talk to me and figure skaters a lot who will talk to me about how their coaches would get frustrated with them when they'd screw up on a on a move or something. And they would hold on to that. They remember that when they get older. I've got a young lady I'm working with right now who's a senior in high school, just got a full ride scholarship in gymnastics, something she's been working for for a long time. And one of the biggest issues she's had to overcome was a coach she had when she was younger who would yell at her when she'd fall off the balance beam, throw his hands up in the air and just be frustrated with her. And that's carried over into her teenage years And it's been a big fear she's had because guess what? You're going to fall off the balance beam. You're going to fall off a lot. But when you fall off, you got to get back up. She would get back up, but she'd be scared to get back up because that memory of being yelled at was in the back of her head. So coaching is so important in terms of how it's presented, in terms of how you say things, in terms of what you say. And I see so many athletes who will work with me. I've got two professional athletes right now who have confidence issues. They're professional athletes. One is an all-star baseball player. And believe it or not, he's got a confidence issue. He has a confidence issue because he's both an infielder and an outfielder because he's afraid of screwing up about what people are going to say. So he plays in fear. We're trying to let him to get, let, let go of that fear and be more relaxed out on the field. He's been working with me in the offseason on this. And I say, Doc, you know, if I strike out, I hear somebody call me a name when I walk back to the dugout. If I make an error when I come back, there's always somebody who's gonna yell at me. I said, well, when you're playing in front of 25 to 40,000 people, there's probably somebody who's gonna be ticked off at you. But why are you listening to them and why are you not looking at yourself? And he goes back to Little League when he had a coach who would get mad at him when he'd screw up because he was so physically talented, he was expected to do, do everything right all the time. So how you overcome that, and how you deal with that is so important. And that's where, to me, good coaches take the time to communicate well with their, their athletes, take the time to listen to them. All right, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Let's get some more calls in here. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you how you coach confidence, how you can build the confidence up in your athletes. If you have an athlete right now, or someone you've worked with, who's had a confidence issue, what have you done to help them get better at it, to overcome that fear, to overcome that lack of confidence, that negativity? only had one call today. Let's get some more calls in here. I want to see what you have to say if you're a coach. If you're an athlete and you have had a lack of confidence, you have stopped believing in your abilities, for whatever reason, what did you do to get it back? What did you do mentally to get it back? Did you talk with your coach about it? Did you look inside yourself? How much time did you take to really work on yourself? One of the key factors with all this, and I tell this to people all the time, is keep a journal. Keep a journal on a daily basis about your practices, about your games. Write down how you feel about what you did. If you did well, why'd you do well? If you didn't do well, why didn't you? Do some introspection, do some looking at yourself, do some personal evaluation. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports in this show. And I'd like to hear from you, like I said, the topic today is confidence, how you build it up, how it can be destroyed. I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology R.
0: This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
3: Hello, everyone. i uh, from our flagship station, Sports Radio, 810 WHV in Kansas City. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And as I said earlier, our show is being syndicated around the country in several cities, which I'm excited to see our list of cities growing each, each month. And uh, once we start the new year, we'll be taking on a few more places, which I'll announce after the first of the year, be- beginning of my 28th year on radio in January and the last 18 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Today's topic is this, the issue of self-confidence, how you build it, how you destroy it. If you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent, you've got someone on your team, or maybe you are lacking confidence, you're having confidence issues. Why is that? How do you overcome it? What do you do? And let's go back to the phones. Let's see what Brett has to say. Brett, good morning. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing well, doctor. Thank you.
3: Thanks for calling in.
2: In my opinion, as a coach like uh, come from two different perspectives as a coach um knowing what you're doing like uh, just understanding the rules of the game understanding basic fundamentals of the game is going to help your confidence for your players the most important thing in my view is knowing that they're doing the right way will build their confidence so for example in hitting in baseball if they're confident that they're being taught the right way to do it then they're going to experience successes, and that's going to build their confidence. So constantly reminding them, as, a, as an instructor, that's really the only, not the only, it's the main objective, is to get the, the kid confident that they're actually doing it the right way now, and their confidence just grows exponentially once that happens.
3: But what happens when they fail, Brett? Okay, let's, let's take a specific example. If you can think of one where you've coached someone where they failed, and sure. you can tell their confidence is waning. And what, what, how do you see that? What, what, what are they demonstrating behaviorally, communication-wise, that shows you that they're lacking that confidence?
2: Okay, so I'm a little biased as an instructor, but like in hitting, if I see a kid, he's either missed the ball or he's grounded out or whatever the case may be, and I can see something occurring mechanically in the swing, And if I can identify that and convince the kid that there's nothing wrong with you, you're doing just fine, there's no reason to freak out, we need to focus on this particular thing right here, and then you're going to get right back to where you need to be. So, it's, um, as a coach, avoid cliches, uh, such as keep your eye on the ball and things like that. Like, that's never the reason why a kid doesn't hit. So, as a coach, you just have to be able to identify the, the reasons why they're not experiencing the success because it's usually going to be something mechanically, fundamentally. Um, I I kind of use the analogy of playing an instrument. There's a certain way to hold the instrument. There's a certain way to do this, to do that. And if you deviate from those norms, from those basic standards of how-to's, Uh, and then just relying on pure athleticism, um, that's a formula for failure. So concentrating on the correct way to do things, uh, you have to have confidence as a coach that it actually will produce the result, regardless of the player, and um, then be able to convey that confidence to them that uh, just learn it the right way. Keep trying, and you will experience success.
3: Okay, let me ask this question. What age, it sounds like you coach baseball, so what age boys do you coach? Ten. Ten Ten-year-olds, okay. So you have a ten-year-old that strikes out, walks back to the dugout, hanging his head. You can tell he's down. Mm -hmm. Do you say something to him right there? Do you wait till after the game? What do you do? How do you handle that situation? You always
2: have to remind them that the game is still going, and that there's always, you know, an opportunity then to, to keep their head up because, um, you know, unless they're the at last out of the game, uh, there's still game to play. So I have a reward system, and what it is is essentially, I learned this from George Brett. You become you're either a plus player for your team at the end of the game, or not. So I'm tabulating. I'm Okay, so this is a minus, this is a plus. And look, though you struck out, and that may be a minus on your side, you still have opportunities to make that up for your team and to do something positive for your team. So at the end of the game, I give them uh, stars to put on their hats. And not, it's not like a, a game ball. It's a situation where uh, a kid who may have experienced a failure in that game was able to even out or do something in the end – uh, that helped his team. And so I find the reward system really useful.
3: At age 10, how much emphasis is put on success and failure versus the fun aspect for you?
2: Because it's baseball and you've heard the cliche that, you know, a hitter can experience 7 out of 10 failures and he's a Hall of Famer. Well, you have to be able to convey that to to the baseball players. And at 10, they're so focused on immediate Uh, results and uh, instant gratification that you have to you have to teach them the game and and it's not about you and your individual performance but there's there's a a whole lot going on here uh, that you need to learn and including the game itself
3: and do you let them know that when they fail when they strike out when they make an error it's okay because it's part of the game and not to get so, not that they, you know, it's okay to do it, because it's not, it's not okay to do it, but it's gonna happen. So you have to accept the fact that it's gonna happen and be able to move on, because at age 10, that's a very, from my perspective, from a psychological perspective, it's they're very impressionable. And how you react to them succeeding or failing will, will play a role in terms of their confidence as they get older.
2: That's very, very important. And so you have to exercise self-control um, you have to have accountability. Your coaches um help, held each other accountable in terms of um, not overreacting to things and um, doing positive reinforcement. So, of course, we're all we're always praising them when they're doing the right things. So you got to make sure you're including that, and it's not everything's not based on um, negative negativity uh, performance based on that. So um, the, the the success and failure with kids that age. I find that um, if I admit to my failures as well, that helps him. So at the end of the game, we're doing our debrief, and we're saying, what did we learn about the game today? And I'm always trying to find something to say, okay, here's what I learned. As a coach, I should have been watching this particular thing right here. Instead, my attention was over here, and I let a runner get thrown out at third base. So, so you're you- admitting
3: that you screwed up, and you're letting them know you're human, and that's a good thing. As real, much real, as I can. With, with about 30 seconds left here, what do you say to the parents? How do you coach the parents to build the kids' confidence?
2: To also focus on the right way to do things. So just like lessons, okay? People think lessons are only for the, the, the D1 bound athletes, and that's not true. If you start your kid out early doing things the right way, for example, in hitting, then by the time they're nine, ten years old, um, they're going to have such a concrete foundation that um, the parents know at that point as well because they've been sharing that experience of the learning and they'll know how to, uh, how to get their kids through that. Okay, remember that your coach told you you're, you're, you're spinning on your uh, – or you're opening up your shoulder. Okay, so that's what we're focused on. So that's what parents really need to do. They need to understand the game, too.
3: Right, so you got to coach the parents as well as the kids. Listen, Brett, thank you so much for calling in today, sir. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Great comments today. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoy our show today. You know, every week, bring up topics that I think will be of interest to our listeners. Today, this holy show, Confidence, is a big one. There are a lot of ways you can listen to this show. It's podcasted here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Go to the 810WHB.com app. You can find it there. It's also on my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. Click on the podcast page, and the show will be on there within the next week or so. There a lot of ways to reach me. You can email me at drj at You can also listen to me and to find out about the show at drjsportspsych. That's my Twitter address, address at drjsportspsych. My office number is 816 561 816-561-5556. Give me a call. Send me an email. Look forward to talking to you every week. From flagship station Sports Radio 810 WHB, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. You've been listening to the
0: Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com.